All right, welcome back. Uh, just taking it around the studio here. Who had the strongest outing? Uh, and it didn't necessarily have to be one, two, three, four. No. But who had the strongest showing in Anaheim one? As a team, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we've already made that. It's got to be Yamaha yeah. with Justin Barsha winning the 450 class. Yeah. And then and then in the 250, they go one, two with Colton Nichols and Dylan Fernandez. I mean, for sure. And, and, that's... and then Plessinger, you said, what, got sixth? Uh, in yeah, the 450. Plessinger got six in the 450 so. class. He's a factory <clears throat> Yamaha guy. Yeah, but Braden Stewart and Freeze, I mean, that's a, that's a strong. That's, that's probably number two, yeah. I think, as a whole, uh, collectively. Uh, and then you look at what No, Mocker, no. You've got Ken Roxon and, and Cole Seeley went 210. They only got two guys. Okay, I guess if we're. They still have scored more points than the Smart Top team. <laughs> How about that? Which one of those was in the lead at any time? Or. Or challenging for a lead at any time. I think it was a pretty positive race for Ken Roxon. I think, and Eli Tomac even. I mean, they, we've all seen Anaheim 1 really screw some guys over. Well, I, and, and coming out of a mutter, going into Phoenix, I think it's going to be a different program for who's going to win. But... Um, Nobody about, picked Barsha to win. What, that what thing, about so. the what about the free agents out there? Dino, Dean Wilson, Brock Tickle, Grant as a free agent. Tickle would be great if we could see him return. What a bummer, man! He's that is such out. that is such BS. Here's the thing: you got you got Dean Wilson sponsored by a weed company, and they can't show admittingly it. using it. And no, and he's using he's using the CBD oil very well. That's fine. But it's still it's some sort of an it's enhancer a or a, or a byproduct of something, an illegal substance, and I got no problem with it. I don't think it should be illegal. I don't do it. It's but CBD I don't think is it not be. illegal. No, it's not. It's an oil. It's an oil. That's all. Okay. So There's no you know THC. Going with I understand. THC would be the illegal portion. Of yes, it. Yeah. there is no THC in it. There. Correct. There's a lot of athletes out there that use it. We even heard Jeff Ward himself say he uses it. There's a lot of veterans in this world that that use it because it helps with PTSD. Uh, it's an anti-inflammatory. There's a lot of sick kids that use this. People that suffer kids. From, from Parkinson's disease. But that isn't my point. My point is that Brock Tickle... You know, like oh, he's, he's getting screwed so bad by these guys. It's ridiculous. You saw James Stewart go through the spell, and where, where's James Stewart now? We don't even see the guy. No. I, I, anyway, back to other free agents out there. Tyler Bowers, Kyle Cunningham. Uh, those are the guys out there. How about the guys that are injured? Are they still a part of the discussion? Um, I, I think your biggest one would be Zach Osborne just because of... Yeah, what a bummer. He, he breaks his collarbone, what, the week before the race? Yeah. Hmm. And he breaks the plate, the existing plate. And I saw the picture. I don't know if you oh, did, too. Did. But it, it's bent. He bends the existing plate. That has to be removed and a new plate put in place, which thus lengthens you know what his I'd be saying? recovery. Mommy! <laughs> right? Yeah. Wow. No. That okay. would be terrible. Next guest waiting in the wings. Guys, you ready for it? Tony Wink? Do it. Aaron Colton. I, I guess um, Aaron is a guy we've had on many, many times. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's probably one of the most well-known street, street bike f- uh, freestyle guys in the world. And his he does demos all over the U.S. Um, and in Europe. And uh, he's been – we haven't had him on in a while, but he's he's always been a great guest. So he joins us now. Aaron Colton, welcome back to Pit Pass. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, suit. What are you house. doing, man? Where you been? A uh, little bit of everywhere. Still traveling a ton. I'm currently out of the shop right now. Uh, just wrapping up on some bike work. I did a, some awesome trail riding this past weekend. 
And uh, man, it's been a cr- crazy and wild. The number one priority recently has been I have a almost two year old daughter now. So wow. that's uh, been one wild ride the last couple of years. But as we are, let me say, how do we say that? Learning our cadence. We're both first time <laughs> parents. Um, it's uh, it's been great because she's been able to travel a lot. So she's been you know that they'll end up flying in and meet me at some of these different events. But yeah, I'm just kind of prepping everything, and I just ship some of my freestyle equipment out because I'm headed down to Brazil to do an event with Red Bull down here in the middle oh, cool. of January. And uh, yeah, everything's trucking strong. You get to work at all with uh, Amato? I, I actually do quite a bit. I do quite a bit. We were just chatting the other day because we both got in some great post-rain trail riding in, in uh, SoCal. I liked, I love talking with that guy. I tell you what, he, he's such a bright star for me. It's, it's just in a conversation. doesn't even have to be on the air. I just really like to talk to him. Yeah, the one thing that people underestimate with someone like Matto, because some of the feats that he's conquered as far as an athlete have been so unfathomable. You always have, like a daredevil mentality that you'd have in mind, and then you beat him, and you're like, wow, this is one sharp attack. Yeah. He's got everything going on. He's awesome. Aspiring for me as a dad, which has been cool, because we've been spending a lot more time together now with the kids, which is we uh, we camped together at Day in the Dirt this last year, so it's, it's, yeah, that's been wild, wild for everyone. Didn't we do something with, with uh, like, supply you some parts and some bike he built sure or something? Yeah, yeah, no, why, absolutely. Wiseco dialed in that uh, Project Two-Stroke build I did with that one YZ125, and I actually raced that again this year uh, at Day in the Dirt because, long story short, uh, there was another plan I was going to do, Project Two-Stroke 2.0 with uh, a 250 Two-Stroke because I did the previous year with the YZ125. And, um, yeah, you guys hooked it up with the – I went a little oversized on the motor and have, a, like, a 137 built, 125, and I Ironmaned the day in the dirt two years in a row on the thing. It's awesome. Um, so it wasn't by design this year, but it was ready to go, and it. Uh, I ended up doing, spending a lot of seat time on that little thing. I got a 125, and I, I have a uh – shelf dedicated to top ends because I'm so big, I have to rebuild the thing every <laughs> time you know, I get give done. Give yourself credit. You're down, what, 20 pounds? 23 pounds 23, I've lost. Yeah. Yep. No, yep. I, uh, it's, That's we, affecting his bottom end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's that's pretty good that when you do an oversize on a bike like that and you get that kind of time, no matter yeah, what parts you're using, that's... But especially on a 125, and, and man, though. Glenn Helen, yeah. that place, you're singing, man. It's at like all, it's crazy how many times you're topped out in the top of the gearbox racing yeah. at Glen Helen when they have it set up for Day in the Dirt with the TT course and the asphalt section in the back. I felt so bad, but... You know, it's what it had. I actually, I'm picking up a new 450 in a week or two, so I'm stoked that I'll have a, a mix-up bike for a little while. What color? 125 or something. Red, red. They, it's they, they so good. They nailed it. This, I mean, they they have been. But you, man, they really knocked it out of the park. Aaron, are you getting a factory in? No, because they were all pre-sold. What? They were all spoken for. 500 of them. I guess only a couple, like the big select dealers, got some that yeah. were spoken for, but they were already, you know, money down or whatever. That's wrong. I wanted one so bad. That's wrong. I wanted one. One of our friends. Ah, some... One of our friends has one. You want us to make a few calls? <laughs> I, mean, I have no idea who we're actually going to call. About. Have just... you gotten a haircut yet, Aaron? You know what? I, I, I did. I did. I'm, I'm uh, you know, between going to soccer and swimming lessons and all the stuff I'm doing with my daughter now, I, I, I cleaned up the haircut. I'm, I'm just another parent at some of these deals, which is kind of interesting. I'm on the younger side compared to some of the most. But, yeah, I definitely, I, the hair went 
couple months in yeah. when just like little things like changing diapers and whatnot, when you had like all kinds of hair to grab onto at all points in time, it just had to go. So that, that happened this past year. How do you keep her occupied on the airplanes? Because that's uh, we have the iPad, harder. obviously. It's getting harder than it used to. Like You're, out of the box was was easy and aggressively yeah. was easy for maybe until she was like fourteen, fifteen months. Now it's tough. When we both fly, there's not much sleeping on either side. To be honest, you know, you can watch movies together and sure. the iPad and have snacks and whatnot, but there's no like science on that because it's been a learning curve for sure. She. Uh, I guess the longest flight now is in Miami. We went out there for the Red Bull Formula One run a show. I did a demo performance there, which was super cool to get to drive. And I, I got to pit with my freestyle bike out of the Formula One show car garage cool. uh, in Miami. So just to be around that whole setting was super motivational when you see how put together it is even to have a non-race pace program going on for something down there. So. But, yeah, Miami's further so far, so six and a half hours or so. That's There's not bad. Big international stuff right. coming up this next year that I've, I'm not quite sure, but I think it's going to be kind of a long flight. What we do, just so you know, and then my boys are now 30 and 31, but back then, and it was all propped. There were no jets, uh, you know, so it took a little longer to fly from coast to coast. But we just put them in the aisle and uh, go to sleep. <laughs> Uh, they'd be cruising up down the aisle, you Times know, sure, change, turbulence. Uh, yeah, that was good luck, a long, kids. Long yeah, time here's ago. your helmet. You, yeah. You'd have to, have, man. You'd have to have serious faith in the behavior to send them down the aisle on a plane with people that you're stuck with, no matter what. Yeah, and it's amazing how quiet they are now as adults. Uh, it's funny. I, I raced in uh, 2014. I went over and raced the vet motocrosses nations and on a YZ 490, which is the worst motorcycle I've ever raced. Ever. By the way, ever. Um, but my wife was pregnant, like borderline probably shouldn't have went on the airplane, but we went over there and it was, and this kid, Sketchy. oh, it wasn't that bad, but there was a kid that just kicked my seat for the, the entire 12 hour flight or whatever it was, kicked my seat. And I just, I just got to the point where I just like, it's not going to stop. Right. And now yeah. that I have a four year old, um, I'm very. I try to be very conscientious about how she's affecting other people around us. Right. Because it. it but, but I'll tell you a couple of things. Chocolate. Uh, having some whatever her favorite candy is. My kid never gets candy. Nope. Unless we're traveling or there's something like that. And I'm very. I limit her a lot on on the iPad and the and the phones and stuff like that. She always wants to watch YouTube. And uh, if we're if we're on an airplane. You bet. You Children's can, Tylenol you works can, like a dream. I don't do that. I, okay. When my daughter was little, she's 18 now, but I used to give her a lot of uh, NyQuil. Yeah. <laughs> no, you and didn't. It, Shut up. Yeah. I mean, it really worked out well for me. Somebody's listening and true, thinks you're serious. Nothing. Send I, your cards and letters, never, too. Yeah, I, yeah, I would never do that. Okay. So, Aaron, you're headed to Brazil. What do you got What do you got cooking on down there? Uh, down there, super... A really good friend of mine who's the sports marketing director for Red Bull down there named Stan. I did some tours with him throughout Colombia and uh, Panama a number of years back. And uh, I'm doing an activation for a new distributor partnership that they have. So they wanted to basically introduce the brand of Red Bull to you know, a very large partnership that they have distributing the project throughout the country of Brazil. So I'm going down there to do uh, basically a private show. Uh, run of show like I have with my demo program here set up in the U.S. 
And then over the next few days, I'm going to be doing some collaboration photo and video projects with some of the local Red Bull Brazil athletes. So it's going to be a cool, cool little trip. It's going to be out and back. I'm kind of even still waiting on some of the final confirmations of the of the, of the ins and outs, but it's going to be awesome. I I, uh, I think that basically leaves just Argentina south of the border that I haven't been to. So the the. the I, to, so I understand that the Red Bull is just now being introduced where you're going, or it's a new, no, it's a new person. A, the, uh, to make a long story short, they're making a partnership with a, a very large distributor down there. I see. Um, yep, gotcha. Yep, yep. So it's uh, kind of one of those deals, and it depends. That's the one thing that's so interesting and cool about Red Bull. I get to experience a company's nuts and bolts from every direction, from athlete project side to the competition side to creating content all the way down to actually feet on the floor doing, uh, you know, essentially giving thanks to the actual oil running the machine. So it's cool getting to experience, like, every side of what someone would expect a company like that has going on. Cool. That's neat. And I think you should do the, the two-stroke 2.0 so you can get a hold of me and we can do some parts again. Oh, I would love to. I would, and, and, I, and it was already going through my head, but I was trying not to make too many calls because it, it was like on the fence of happening. And the date got later in October, and we were still going back and forth on if we were going to have enough time scheduling both the videographer that I did the project with last time with Red Bull to make it happen. And unfortunately, I didn't get to do it, but it's... it's uh, I'm going to put it well over 90% of that day and next year. I'm going to be doing a 2.0 project with a 252 stroke, and I would definitely like to get the thing suited up. The white field stuff worked out great. It's, having a whole kit like that versus microfiche ordering like I've done in the past is just monumental in getting the job done. So, and ProX, you know, a partner of Weisco, has everything you need as far as, like, cables and, and clutch and, and um, air filters. Air you filters, name it. Brake yeah, pads. They, they do uh, everything. They are in some nature, it seems to be, they use a lot of OEM provider type companies. That is exactly right, Aaron. Yeah. They yeah. provide a lot of OEM parts. I know overseas, we've talked about this before. So if you look at a, a uh, on a ProX piston, uh, let's say a CR250, Honda CR252 stroke, and you, lift, and you look at that piston underneath, you'll see ART. That's the casting from the factory in Japan that that cast and makes that piston. Um, and then you pull up a Pro-X, it'll have the exact same casting marks. It's, it's absolutely, in many cases, OEM sourced. And uh, so, yeah. So, Aaron, uh, didn't mean to end on a Pro-X commercial. But. And then we'll do it for tonight's show. We want to thank our guests, Tommy Hayden, Lee Collins, Tristan Avery, Trevor Stewart, Todd Hammock, and for Scott Casper, Ed Camp, Tony Wink, Roman Avila, P.J. Duran, Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Halverson, my wife Leanne, I'm Jack DeLeon. You've been listening to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly.
a division of Pit Pass Radio, L.C. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio, L.C. is strictly prohibited. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at Pit Pass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.